Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday Morning Discipleship Podcast. Monday Morning Discipleship. As always, we like to come on on Monday, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday morning. Before we get back into our series, we want to give you this brief announcement. If you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond to find out all of the different levels in which you can sponsor this podcast, some as little as $5 per month. Uh, we are going to be, we're already offering rather exclusive content uh, to our patrons um, at the, at the Patreon site. Uh, but just a little bit of support goes a long way uh, in helping us to do what we do uh, here on the podcast. Again, uh, we do this as a labor of love and extension of our ministry, uh, but that little support that you could give us would help us uh, in going a long way in, in support of a podcast that we bring to you three times a week. Again, we do offer exclusive content at certain merchandise levels, and so we do want you to be a part of that. If you want to do that, again, go to the Patreon site, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. And again, we're already in the middle of our video series, Aiming My Desire. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, you'll be able to catch that uh, on Monday evening. Normally, we have them up by Monday morning, but we were very busy on this weekend uh, with Resurrection Sunday. And so uh, by Monday evening, you should be able to tap into that Aiming My Desire Part 2. And we believe that you will be blessed by that. So again, if you'd like to become a patron of this podcast, we thank God for those of you that are already become patrons. Again, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. Let's get back into this series. We're going to wrap this up on this week. We talked about treasure in earth and vessels. This is week. Let me hold on. This is uh, episode number five. And uh, we're going to see where the Lord takes us next. We're going to wrap this up uh, on this week. And I pray that you all have been blessed by what we've been sharing uh, in this series. And I want to go back again. Uh, to our theme scripture. I want to make sure that you um, always remember our theme scripture, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. And, and I'm going to go back to something that we talked about last week about being born again. That's where we're going to wrap this up. But again, our theme scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, New Living Translation says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile jars containing this great treasure. This this makes it clear, rather, that our great power is from God and not ourselves. And so when we talked about this for the last few weeks when the Apostle Paul talked about this great treasure wrapped up in this flesh, wrapped up in this earthen vessel. And uh, one of the things that we left off on again, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, one of the things that we left off on last week was we talking about being born again. And, and, I, and I told you all that this is a crusade that I'm on right now. And it's really a crusade that the entire church should be on to get people to a place where they're born again, not just church members. Again, as we talked about in our, we still making disciples, not just church members, right? Not just people who go to a place on, on Sunday. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, not just people who are doing religion out of formality, but people who are born again, people who get up every day, and try to live right in the sight of God because they are what a new creature in Christ. We need to be born again. And when you talk about the treasure that God has put inside of this earthen body, this earthen vessel, we struggle sometimes with being born again. And as I said in last week's podcast, because people here, when they hit born again, they hear perfect, right? They hear, Oh, I gotta be perfect. 
Can't make no mistakes. This is why we have this conflict in church where people are saying, you can't judge me. And we're saying all these types of things because we're assuming that everybody in the church is perfect. And while you do have people that come to church every Sunday morning that think they perfect, they are not perfect. Amen. Amen. One of the things I mentioned uh, before one of my teachings, and again, I'm going to get to this, this thing because so this is Resurrection Sunday as the recording of this podcast. And I want to touch on this a little bit about being born again. But one of the things I've mentioned, I may have mentioned on the podcast here as well. As I said, we have to remember that even the disciples, that inner circle that Jesus had, those people that were walking next to our Lord and Savior, they were still making mistakes. They were still being taught day to day. And trust and believe, when Jesus ascended back to the Father, they weren't perfect. That's not why he was leaving. <laughs> he was leaving because it was time. He wasn't leaving because, they, oh, they finally got it. I can go now. And we're going to talk about that today, too, because Jesus had to send something back. Because I know y'all ain't got it. I know y'all ain't perfect. I'm going to need to send something that's going to be inside of you, in your broken, fragile, jar clay self, to help lead and guide you, right? That being the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that today. But 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 when I, I left off last week, I was stressing the fact that we need to be born again. Again, not just church members. We need to be born again. So let me give you all allow me this little commentary here. Because again, as I'm telling you, uh, as a recording of this podcast, it's the night of Resurrection Sunday. And I thank God for worship on today. I had to preach twice today. And I thank God that it was the same message pretty much. Again, they, they were different sermons, but it's the same message. He got up. He got up with all power in his hand. That, that, I just want to give you that little close there very quickly. But one of the things that happens, y'all, on Resurrection Sunday is that people decide, now I want you to understand this. I saw this not just from lay people or people who casually come to church, but I also saw this in leadership, is there was a general consensus. Make sure you have good church today. Make sure that you play this song today. Make sure that you holler when you close. And I, and don't get me wrong, because I know somebody's going to get me wrong, but that's all right. I'm not against people expressing themselves. I told you all on one of these podcasts here recently. I said I was born Baptist. I love the Baptist church. I love how we do church. Even though I'm not the pastor of a traditionally Baptist church. Because that ain't what God called me to, to be. By the way, let that be a lesson that you can appreciate things and even be a part of things. But that ain't necessarily what you called to do. Right. And maybe we'll talk about that uh, in, in the coming series, because I dealt, did something like that on the radio broadcast. We talk about the diversities of gifts. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to be going next week. We're going to start talking about the diversities of gifts uh, within being disciples. But anyway, um, there, there was a lot of conversation about making sure emotions were high today. Right. And in the last sermon that I preached today, I said this. I said, some people want you to have emotional church, right? And they want you to make sure that you holler on Sunday morning. I mean, talking about the preacher, make sure that the preacher hollers on Sunday morning because it's resurrection Sunday and he ought to holler today. Well, my, my position is that if he going to holler today, he, he ought to holler every Sunday because he's the same Jesus every Sunday. So if, if this Sunday calls you to be emotional, you ought to be emotional every week, by the way. 
But here's the thing I said in the sermon I preached, and I'm going to get right back on task here. As I said to the people, I said, when I tell you that he got up on Sunday morning, it ought to make you holler. <laughs> you shouldn't be waiting for the preacher to do it. It ought to bring something out of you. That's just a little commentary there. But but how does that tie into being having the treasure in earthen vessels? I'm glad you asked that question here. Uh, Pastor's still on task here. Part of the reason, y'all, is because if there's something inside of you, nobody has to stir up your emotions. Reading your Bible will stir up your emotions if there's already something inside of you. And so as we look at this text, we're going to go back to, to John chapter 3, and then we're going to finish up uh, in John 14 today. Jesus is telling Nicodemus, you got to be born again. So when we talk about what's going on inside of us, it starts with you being born again. And as I just said, if you're born again, you bring your own emotion to church. You don't go to church to have your emotion, your emotions stirred up. You already stirred up about Jesus, right? This is what Jesus is telling Nicodemus. He's saying, you, you trying to figure this out from a physical standpoint, and I'm trying to get you to a place where it's spiritual. When the apostle Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? But then he says that the power may be of God and not of us. When we recognize something that's greater than you was happening, it ought to stir up something in you. It ought to cause you to be emotional, whether you at church or in your own house. Look at what Jesus says. here. Let's go back to this conversation he's having with Nicodemus here. He's saying this. Now, I want you to catch this. He's saying John chapter three, verse six, New Living Translations, New Living Translation, rather. Humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. One more time, New Living Translation, uh, uh, John chapter three, verse six. Human can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So what John, what, what, what Jesus is telling Nicodemus is that you're trying to understand this on a human level. And I'm trying to get you to a different place. I'm trying to make sure that something is deposited inside of your fragile self. This is beyond human stuff, right? When, when Nicodemus asked him up in verse four, when Jesus said, you got to be born again. He says, can I enter into my mother's womb again? How is this? I want you to catch this. This is why it was so important that I share with you all about people going to emotional church. Nicodemus is saying, how is this humanly possible? Explain to me in human form how I can achieve what you're saying right here. When you say I need to be born again, he says, explain this. I don't understand how this is not. How is this humanly possible? And what Jesus is really saying to him in this moment is he's saying in verse six, he's saying, you don't get it. You don't get it. Humans can only produce human things. When I told you all on other podcasts, when I said Christians are not to be trying to tap so much into their humanity. When the, when the apostle Paul says in Romans seven, when he was talking about how he's battling that sin nature every day, he says, I am all too human. Paul says, I need to get away from being so human. And yet we running around in the church talking about, I'm just human. You supposed to be getting away from being human. You supposed to be trying to get to a place where you are spiritual. 
right? And, and so again, I'm thinking about a, a song that uh, Donald Lawrence did when he says, uh, you're not a natural being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a natural experience, right? So this is what we have to get to. You know, he's, he's, he's telling us, he's like, uh, in that song, he says, let me be spiritual. I don't want to be natural. Let me be spiritual. He's, I'm a spiritual being having a natural experience. I'm a spiritual being inside of a natural body and I want to be spiritual. I want to lean to the spirit. Right. Jesus again tells, tells Nicodemus, he says, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get this. If you think it from a human perspective. Again, if you're human, you went to church on Resurrection Sunday with the expectation that somebody's going to stir up my emotions today. But when you're spiritual, every day that you get up and you recognize that Jesus is alive, you've already been stirred up in your emotions. I mean, I, I don't have time to do it today, but I should be able to just run through Psalms 23 and it ought to stir up something in you because it's already a treasure inside of you. That God has deposited. So he tells Nicodemus before I go to John 14 and then we wrap this up on today. He tells Nicodemus humans can reproduce only human life. Us humans. I want you to hear me good today. This is good stuff right here. I hope you all getting this today. Humans can elicit human things. If you came to church today in your humanity and I'm here to feed your humanity, then we all going to get emotional today. But there's another level y'all where we came to church in a spiritual manner. And we decide to have a spiritual encounter. One more thing I'll say before I go to John 14 is we often hear people say, I can't wait to get to church so that I can, feel this or feel that. And I've often told people praise and worship starts at your house. Praise and worship should start when you get up in the morning. You should be fired up when you get to church. You should have a fire going when you get to church. You shouldn't say when I get to church, I need them to ignite a fire in me. You should have a fire going when you get to church. And again, I understand that that sometimes, sometimes I want you to understand me, I, the pastor not insensitive. Sometimes we come to church and we're not in the greatest mood and we need to be around other believers to encourage us. But but can I help you on today? If that ain't you, then make sure you come with your fire so that somebody else can catch fire. Before the pastor gets up and preaches, and I'm going to say it again, and I, and yeah, sometimes it seems like I'm defending myself because I am. I preach with enough, enough fire in the sermon where I ain't got to holler. I ain't got to holler. There's going to come a day where I ain't going to have the strength to do that anyway if the Lord let me live long enough. And all I'm going to be able to do is tell you what thus saith the Lord, and it ought to stir up an emotion in you. But he tells Nicodemus, from a human perspective, you're not going to get this. You've got to be spiritual. Now, what does Jesus say? What does Jesus say in John chapter 14? And I'm, we're going to wrap it up here. And then I told you all we're going to go in another direction on next week. But I, I pray that you all will get this. John chapter 14. 
starting at verse 15. New King James Version. Jesus says this to his disciples. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be where in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. What does it say in New Living Translation? Jesus says it like this. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't, doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So what is Jesus saying here? We talk about this treasure that we have. This, this gift, this word, this spirit, this treasure that we have. Jesus said to y'all, let me deal with New Living Translation. He says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Watch this. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. It's so important that we be born again. When Jesus says the world cannot receive the spirit because they're not looking for him and they don't recognize him. I told you all at the beginning of this, that when the apostle Paul says the treasure is hidden in an earthen vessel, I said again, the analogy here is that people would often put valuable things inside of invaluable things. And I also told you that once the valuable thing goes inside the invaluable thing, it raises the value of the invaluable thing. The value on your life has been raised because what God has deposited inside of you. People think you ain't nothing because they're looking at the outside. They don't know what's inside of you. And so when Jesus says this, he says the world can't receive the spirit because they're not looking for him and they don't understand him. One more time. This is why we have to get away from emotional church and get back to thank you, Holy Spirit. Get away from emotional church and get back to spiritual church. Spiritual, spiritual things can cause an emotion inside of you. It can cause you to want to run. It can cause you to want to shout. It can cause you to just sit there and cry sometimes. Spiritual church can do that. But when we're doing things from a human place, trying to satisfy the vessel and not the spirit, we're going to run into trouble. And then we become a church that, that that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here when he says they can't receive him because it ain't looking for him. And if I'm not looking for you, I don't recognize you. Can, can I help you right here? And I'm going to wrap it up here. It's almost like uh, uh, if you and I were meeting somewhere. And you ain't never met me before. You might say what you're going to be wearing. What you look like. It, in order for me to see you, I got to be able to recognize. Send me a picture so I can know what to look for. So that I can recognize you and I'll know you when I see you. Right. But as the text just told us here, the world cannot receive the spirit 
because it ain't looking for them and they don't recognize them. That recognize them is a twofold thing there, by the way. I'm not looking for you and I can't see you because I don't recognize you. I don't know what you look like. And then there's another side to that. And then we're going to end it right here. Not only do I not recognize it because I don't know what to look for, but I don't recognize its authority. I don't recognize the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's why some people can't listen to you because they don't recognize the authority of the Holy Spirit. Some people think you're trying to lord over them and rule over them and you simply tell them what the Spirit says. And you're saying, I know you're looking at the outside of me. I know you're looking at this fragile jar of clay, but there's something going on on the inside of me. There's a treasure that's going on inside of me. God put something valuable inside of me. And I know I don't look like much on the outside. But you ought to be trying to connect with me on the inside. Now, one more time, Jesus tells Nicodemus, you ain't going to understand this in your flesh. Humans can only produce human things. But spiritual, the Holy Spirit produces spiritual things. You got to be born again. Not only so that you can produce spiritual things, but you can tap into spiritual things. I'll leave it like this as, as, as I was sharing today in a sermon. And I said to them, I said, listen, I prayed about for the kingdom Christian church. And I asked God for 50 faithful people. And I don't care where they come from, God. As, as long as you got your hands on them, God, there'll be quality. And I said, I asked God for 50 people. Give me 50 faithful people. That's what I ask God for. And I know that other people, God bless y'all, especially if you're listening, other people have said, no, nah, pastor, you keep on working because we believe in you. We support you, pastor. And we know that, that you're going to have more than 50 people. God's going to bless you with more than 50 people. And I say, hey, that's great. Whatever the Lord gives me, I know he's going to give me the strength to manage it. But what I asked him for was 50 faithful. And if God give me 250 I'll be able to make it with the 50 faithful in Jesus name because everybody don't have it. Everybody don't have a treasure in them. Everybody ain't born again. And this is why I'm on this crusade right now. We need to be born again. You can't really tap into that treasure. If you're not born again, you don't really understand the Holy spirit. Jesus just said it right here. He said the world can't receive him. And what that means is that whether it be the world or whether you are uh, being a church member, but you still worldly, you can't receive the Holy spirit and you don't recognize him. And you ain't even looking for him. We got to be born again. If we're going to tap into this treasure, we've got to be born again. That's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. I pray that you all were blessed by what we shared in this series, this treasure in earthen vessels. And uh, it went in some directions that I didn't know it was going in, but, but it ta- I wound up talking a lot about being born again, but the Holy spirit led me in that direction. And I believe that it's important that we have these conversations about truly being born again. Listen, as I've already mentioned and the Holy spirit revealed to me as I'm going through the podcast, uh, starting next week. And I don't know what the official title is going to be, we're going to spend some time talking about the diversities of gifts within the body of Christ. I did this on my radio broadcast. And I'm going to bring it to the podcast. I want to talk about the various gifts that we have within the body of Christ. And this is going to tie into even aiming my desire. Um, but we talk, talk, we're going to talk about those various gifts. And again, understanding what it means to have spiritual gifts. Again, we're caught up too much in our flesh. 
And I just believe that this is the purpose of For the Kingdom is to get us to a place where we're tapping into the spirit. So we're going to start that series on next week if the Lord says so. And I pray that you all will join us. Let me give you the tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, go to the ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. Uh, if you'd like to purchase any of our written works, go to our publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, wherever you listen to this podcast right now, hit that subscribe button so that you know when new episodes become available. We want you to become a subscriber, and that way you can keep up with us. Uh, listen, as we already mentioned to you all, if you'd like to become a sponsor of the podcast, visit www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. That way you can uh, get a hold of some of our exclusive content. Again, we're in a series right now, a video series called Aiming My Desire, and I believe that will be a blessing to you. That is a precursor to a book that we're working on by the same title. And prayerfully, we hope to have that out by this summer, but we won't see what the Lord says. So if you would like to become a patron of this podcast, of this podcast, because then those are exclusive series that's not available to everybody. Again, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. Become a patron, support this podcast, support the work of ministry. I guarantee you, if you sow into ministry, God will bless you for it. I don't want you to sow so that you can get blessed. I need you to sow because you believe it's worth sowing into. But I'm telling you that once you do that, God will, in fact, bless you. In fact, he's already blessed you. So uh, please do that if you don't mind. And we would definitely appreciate you for doing so. That's all the time that we've got for Monday Morning Discipleship. I pray that you all are blessed by what we had to share on today. God bless you and God keep you as my prayer as always. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.